Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday the 16th of March. As the coronavirus outbreak continues, we're looking at the impact it's having here in Kent. Over the weekend, the Health Secretary confirmed the over-70s and other vulnerable people could be told to self-isolate for up to four months. Jerry's been chatting to Age UK Canterbury Chief Officer Dr Neil Brown. Very difficult times and things are changing from day to day, so we're keeping a a, a keen brief on what advice we're getting from the Department of Health and Care Quality Commission and other areas. But how many people would you normally have coming and visiting you every day? Within our day care setting we have around 40 a day and within our dementia day care we have up to 11 a day coming through. And have you noticed a, a drop off in that number? Sadly yes but it's quite understandable with the advice that uh, loved ones are getting and that so we've had a, a gradual decrease in numbers over the last week particularly and we're looking at from day to day. Obviously people come in for meals, they come in for a variety of services and, and company. Um, what are you doing now uh, to try and help out? We're refocusing our efforts to ensure that we keep close contact with all our clients so we have te- more telephone opportunities on a day-to-day basis. We're working with them through not only their clients but their, their carers and their family to see that they've got what they need. It could be shopping, it could be increasing the number of outreach home meal deliveries that we, we undertake. Mm. So we're, we're looking at an individual basis, a case-by-case basis, but to ensure that there's ongoing viability for the vulnerable clients that we see here. Um, and that, as you say, will include more home deliveries of meals. That's is it wheels on meals? Uh, we, we wheels, could, on wheels on wheels. On wheels. We, we, we have currently we have around thirty-five a day, but we're, we're expecting that to go up to in, in to around the hundred moving forward. And I will be put, putting out more advertisement in the local press, the Gazette, to see whether those in in need would want to have that facility available for them. Yeah, and of course, the many who come in here, it's a very social aspect for them as well. Very, very critical. The socialisation area of what we do is, is highly important, and we mustn't forget that because loneliness, isolation uh, can affect psychological well-being in quite a big way. So we're trying to ensure that we have contact by the phone, but also for those thankfully healthy in the community, we still would engage with them on a one-to-one basis by visiting them at home. Elsewhere, the Uni of Kent's confirmed students will have lectures remotely in a bid to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Staff will be doing lessons online from next Monday. From today, meantime, anyone studying at the University of Greenwich at Chatham will be moving to online learning and exams are being rescheduled. However, the campus will remain open. Kent Online News. Congregations across Kent couldn't have any wine at community services over the weekend while they were told not to shake hands while sharing the peace. Darren Miller is the Archdeacon of Ashford. The main thing is to, is to enable people to come to church in in a way that's um, as proportionate as response as possible. So trying to make sure that we reduce the possibilities of infection. So handshaking as part of the peace, no, that's not allowed at the moment. Instead, just um, greet people across the way, as, as ever saying, peace be with you. Things like uh, only receiving the uh, the sacrament of Holy Communion with the bread rather than the wine as well. So with that, we've underlined, as with most people, the, the need for basic hygiene 
and also inform parishes that they really ought to just double check things that are taken for granted so uh, have hand washing facilities or hand sanitizer at the door have the posters to remind people to uh, keep those hygiene practices and uh, also do things that you might miss, like the, the door handles. When were they last cleaned? Make sure they're cleaned and disinfected regularly. So it's just raising that, that, that awareness of basic hygiene and adapting the services in a way that makes sure they can still happen, but in a way that um, is the most um, unlikely to uh, share infection. After the decision was made to postpone some sporting fixtures, athletes have also been saying how they are losing out financially. With the Olympics just a few months away, competitions during the spring were being seen as crucial for those wanting to be at Tokyo 2020. Among them is Seven Oaks race walker Tom Bosworth, who's admitted he might struggle to pay the bills as competitions with prize money have been called off. He's been speaking to Molly. Tom, COVID-19, what's your current take on the situation? It's obviously an incredibly tricky one for, for sportsmen and women. It's it's all left us a little bit in an unknown situation with the races and, and camps and um, competitions being cancelled left right and center and so i mean for me personally and what you'll find with a lot of you know marathon runners um and other road races is this is a very very competitive time of the year and obviously it being olympic year um most of us will have been looking for our first peak and suddenly it's it's left us a little bit with an unknown it's not even like we can set the next target because we don't actually know when that's going to be and it's not just about the sports really either is it it's about income as well so tell me a little bit about your personal experience with that the springtime again is for me one of the, one of the most uh, kind of uh, valuable times of the year really when it comes to income and i mean i'm very fortunate to be on world-class performance but i try not to rely on government funding because that can disappear very quickly and so um, when there's no races in that and, and when media and, and other companies are, are focusing more on what's going on right now than potentially in Olympic Games that they're not really interested in, in doing much else so it, I've had a number of uh, um, kind of opportunities, appearances, talks all disappear because people just say that they, they don't know where they're going to be and some people are questioning whether there's going to be an Olympic Games. These road races in uh, March, April, May is where prize money is and, and uh, you know, chance for qual- Olympic qualifying times uh, and the like. And, and I know a number of my teammates who don't have Olympic qualifying times yet, which I'm very thankful I do. This is this is what their main aim was. Uh, and that's that's gone as well. So with all that in mind, do you think the measures are drastic or make complete sense? Um, oh. I mean, everybody seems to be an expert on social media at the moment, and I'm certainly not that. So if it seems drastic now, then I hope that's because we have to deal with the now and it means we can get back to normality as as quickly as possible. In terms of the kind of sport that you do do yourself, it's it's very much an outdoors activity, isn't it? So with regards to sort of how you might have to sort of adapt that, should we end up in self-isolation? Have have you given that any thought at all? Obviously the difficulties would be getting along to the gym and and not having access to that sort of equipment and and those sorts of things if we have to if they close or we're in isolation and so all I all I know is I can go out the door try and avoid as many people as possible if that's the case get my training done on the road and and, uh, on the paths and, and then head back in and so as I say I feel like being an athlete is a little bit like in isolation anyway so it's kind of our lifestyle um, so we're kind of used to that. 
Organisers of the Kent Big Weekend event have confirmed tickets given away to attractions in the county will be valid on another date if they can't be used in April as planned. Thousands of people are expected to visit destinations across the county over the weekend of the 4th and 5th. There's a full list of events in the county that have been cancelled at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online reports. In other news, three people are being questioned by police after a 19-year-old was stabbed to death in Ashford. Jaden McFarlane was found in Brookfield Road on Saturday. Flowers and tributes have been left by friends. Two 17-year-olds and a 24-year-old man are being held on suspicion of murder. A man's died after a fire broke out at the flat in Rochester. Four fire engines were called to Corporation Street, close to the train station, yesterday evening. A man's been charged with an immigration offence in connection with the deaths of 39 immigrants found in a lorry container near the Dartford Crossing. The Vietnamese nationals were discovered last October. A 37-year-old from Birmingham is due in court. A railway line in Kent has reopened almost three months after it was shut because of a massive landslip. Part of the track on the Tunbridge to Red Hill route was left dangling in midair after it happened just before Christmas. Chris Denham is from Network Rail. On the 22nd of December last year, um, there was a massive uh, landslip uh, near Edenbridge, uh, where unfortunately a large section of the railway embankment started to slide downhill towards the River Eden and undermine the track. Uh, And unfortunately, it meant that we had to close the railway uh, and mobilise a large team of people to go down and fix it. This is one of the biggest landslips that that anyone on on this stretch of railway can remember. It's absolutely huge. We needed 35,000 tonnes of stone to rebuild the railway up to the height it had been before. And we brought that all in on uh, on 40 different engineering trains from all over the country. We had to build an access road across a a very wet waterlogged field to reach the, uh, the, uh, the site of the railway. And then the landslip was actually on the other side of the line but it was kind of sandwiched between the railway and the River Eden so we had to cut through the bit of the railway that hadn't actually collapsed just to get to the side of the, where the landslip was so we built a road we cut through the railway then we rebuilt the embankment with 40,000 tons of stone uh, and then worked our way back through the railway building it basically back to where it was before uh, and now we're, we're at last ready to run trains again we focused mainly on getting the railway open that was our main aim so that we could get passengers back on trains again Uh, and now we're going to stay on site we're not leaving we're working on plans to shore up a longer stretch of the railway um, around where the river eden is to make sure that it doesn't slip there ever again southern passengers have been so patient they've been absolutely fantastic Uh, they've had to put up with an awful lot of disruption since before christmas so it's a long time and uh, while we've been working very hard we've done our best to keep them informed and show them what we're doing Um, but we really appreciate their patience because it it has been difficult for them and at kent online Online.co.uk, you can see inside a floating hotel that's been abandoned on the River Medway near Rochester. The 69-room barge was only meant to be moored there for a short time, but has spent the past six years going nowhere after the owner went bust. It's still not known yet what'll happen to it. That's it for now, but for more news throughout the day and overnight, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.